Welcome to the Dry Eye Chronicles podcast series. My name is Walt Whitley, and I'm excited to have my good friend, Dr. Mark Blumenstein, here as our guest. Welcome, Mark. Thanks for having me, Walt. Excited to be here, and uh, more excited the fact that you consider me a friend. I appreciate that. Well, thanks. Uh, for all of you that don't know Mark, he does practice at Schwartz Laser Eye Center in Arizona. Uh, he received his uh, optometric degree at the New England College of Optometry and completed a residency in secondary optometric care at Barnett Delaney Eye Center in Phoenix, Arizona. Let's hit the ground running by talking about what is a dry flare and why it is imperative to treat these periods of acute worsening of symptoms. Are there any specific types of dry eye patients who seem to be more susceptible to dry eye flares? So, you know, well, I, I think what we need to do, especially here as we're rolling into the, uh, you know, beginning of 2022, uh, looking at the fact that we need to redefine the word dry eye. And I think, you know, we, we for the last 20 years, we've thought of dryness as this this kind of scaly, kind of almost just like, you know, I, I'm in the desert, people are like, oh, it's so dry. When the reality is, is that the, the word really has to be kind of defined for each person and uniquely. We're doing things now that we've never done with our eyes. In fact, you know, most of us right now are probably on our phones or, you know, we're on a monitor or maybe we're on a monitor and our phone and we're also driving. And if you're doing that, then I don't recommend it. So we're kind of changing the landscape of how we interact with that ocular surface. And more importantly, we're getting these spurts or we're getting these times where we're keeping our eyes open longer than we should, or we're, we're staring at a monitor and not blinking as often as we could. And I think what ends up happening is, is that our patients start to get redness in the eyes, their eyes get teary, it gets irritated. They don't perceive that per se as dryness, but they maybe perceive it as just something's not right. And to me, that moment, that moment when our patients kind of feel like, you know, my vision isn't as good as it should be, or my eyes don't feel as comfortable as it should be, that, that to me is a dry eye flare. And mm -hmm. I feel that, you know, the specific types of patients and who are susceptible, I mean, let's be honest, Walt. I mean, I think right now, you know, I know you have young kids, my kids are in their 20s. I think anybody right now is susceptible to dry eye flares. I think this is probably gonna be the most ubiquitous thing that we see in our practice because we're just doing things so differently than we did with our eyes, you know, 20, 30, 40 years ago. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, we are definitely seeing a lot of different patients suffer from these dry flares. And as you know, you just mentioned changing the mindset on how we address address these patients. So are there some initiatives that you're taking right now to address these dry flares? Absolutely. I think, you know, if, when we go back and look at the definition of, of dry eye, which, you know, I kind of hold in my heart a little bit, but I, I don't really take it into the lane per se. I think one of the, the main, I think, cr uh, crux of that definition always is around fluctuating vision or change to our patient's quality of vision. So what I try to do in the lane is I try to like draw back to how is your tear film or how are your eyes affecting the quality of your vision? Do you feel like there's certain times you're just not seeing as well or when you're done on a computer or working a long day or traveling or taking your contacts out? Um, do you feel like your vision is not as uh, stable as it has been or unattainable? And so what I try to do is I try to set the stage for all of my patients. 
and basically let them know that, you know, what we perceive to be a dry eye is more kind of a visually challenged eye. It's an eye that gets weepy or red. And more importantly, you know, there's certain things we can do at the start. There's things that we can do in the middle. And I hope we don't have to get to this end stage where we're kind of uh, grasping at some of our more significant or chronic treatments. So what I try to do is I, I really like set the table for expectations and, mm -hmm. you know, letting my patients know that we, we have things that can help them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, when we're setting the initiative, one of the things that you just mentioned was the vision. And uh, you know, one of our one of our colleagues, uh, Scott Schachter, always mentioned dry eye is a vision disease. If it's always blurry, it could be refractive error, cataract. But if it changes or fluctuates or unstable, then those are patients that have dry eye. But then even though they have dry, they still can have flares. And so do you feel that defining a dry flare for a patient gives them a sense of hope that there's a treatment for their condition? Yeah, you know what? What a great word, hope. I mean, I think patients come to an optometrist because that's exactly what they're looking for. They're, they're hoping that we can alleviate symptoms. They're hoping that we can get them out of, you know, glasses and put them into context comfortably. But the best hope we can give them is by telling them that there's something we can do now or even just empowering them with an opportunity to alleviate their symptoms when we're not there. And, you know, I think that uh, you, you had mentioned before about Scott and talking about vision. I absolutely believe it's, it's imperative for us to define what our patients are experiencing and almost maybe doing it for each patient you know, we have to kind of be a little bit unique about how we talk to patients because, well, I mean, you may agree that when you tell a patient, oh, your eyes are dry, they might look at you like, what? And, you know, we throw back to the, to the 80s. What you talking about, Willis? I mean, patients, <laughs> patients don't have a true definition of dry. So we have to basically say what I mean by that and then give them the symptoms that they're experiencing so they understand what our definition is. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it, so could you give the audience some perspective on what might be a potential trigger for dry eye flares, either both intrinsic or extrinsic? Sure. Uh, I mean, I, I, I also want to say that I think that we collectively as optometrists have been treating dry eye flares for decades, but we've called them something different. You know, if you think about when we look at our patients that have pretty significant meibomian gland uh, dysfunction, you know, we see that, that hyperemia, we see the inflammation, we see the obstruction of those glands, we know it's changing the quality of our patient's tears. We never correlated that until, you know, not that long ago. We realized that, you know, the vast majority of our patients are getting dry eye because of the quality of their, their meibomian glands. Now, now, think about now, what I just mentioned earlier, about sitting in front of a monitor. You know what? Squid Game is not going to get watched by itself. Am I right, Walt? So right. You're, you, you, you're, you're sitting there, you're binging it, you're not blinking as much, we're not activating those mobian glands, we're inducing inflammation in the eyes. I think another trigger is obviously is environmental. You know, patients um, who travel, get in an airplane, it's the driest place in the planet, wearing a mask. I mean, you know, mask-induced dry eye. I mean, those can induce triggers if you're, you're wearing them and doing that for a long period of time. Some of the other things that I think induce triggers is contact lens wear. You know, let's say the weather's changing and allergies are kicking up, your contacts are getting a little bit more irritated, or even per se people who are going in or coming out of refractive surgery. 
I mean, the, the list is, is long. And I had mentioned to you a couple of minutes ago that I feel that we've been seeing these patients on a regular basis, that they've been coming in with flares, that we've been misdiagnosing as, you know, maybe a bacterial conjunctivitis. And we've treated them with some form of a combination antibiotic steroid drop. Patients felt better. And then, you know, literally you can look at your records and see they come back almost six months to a year to the day with the exact same problem. So, you know, there, it could be different triggers for different, for different people. Mark, you brought up excellent examples there. Do you have any targeted questions that you utilize to follow up on those triggers to get them thinking about the dry eye flares? I do, you know, I, one of the things that I love to ask patients is, so what brought you in today? You know, and, and I've never ever um, subscribe to the belief that patients just decide they're gonna wake up and go get their eyes examined. There's always a trigger. And so what I try to do is I try to draw back to like what their occupation is, you know? So what brought you in today? Oh, I thought, you know, my vision's changing. And I'm like, oh, well, when do you notice that? Do you feel like when you're driving home after a long day, do you see more halos or glare around the lights? Um, more importantly, when you're on a computer, do you feel like, you know, your vision seems to be fluctuating? Do you ever have days where your eyes, where you just feel your eyes? I mean, well, think about it, right? I mean. We have toes, we have fingers, um, we have elbows. We don't ever think about those things until you know somebody bumps into it and you're like, okay, now that hurts, okay. So to me, patients make an appointment to come and see us when their eyes are bothering them. The other thing I also kind of do is I, I ask patients, you know, are you on a computer a long time? Is that part of your work? Are you on a monitor, are you on a phone? Because I really feel screen time is inducing these triggers and inducing you know these flares that our patients just they they don't know they can't define it so we have to define yeah. it for them